0: Team. Yeah, we
1: off the leash. the leash, you can look us in the eyes and see we have, have peace. Peace. Black and gold, that's the colors when we go to war. Oh, when we step up on that field, you gon' hear my roar. We them tiger cats, we them, we them tiger cats. We them tiger cats, we them, we them tiger cats. Yeah, nobody hitting harder, yeah. better keep your guard up. Yeah. Cause with everything we draw, we can score it.
0: Welcome to our live Palapotsky wee, wee post game show. I am Mike Graham, and as always, I'm joined by Josh Smith. The Tight Cats win 16 to 12 in a nail biter. What do you think of this one, Josh?
1: I know we have a format for this. Um, fuck it, we're tossing it out. What the fuck was that at the end? What are they doing?
0: The hell, like you? If you have Bo Levi Mitchell in there, take a fucking knee. Why I'm is he just... popping forward? And, and, and if they're gonna do that, then get Kay Loxley in there.
1: Okay, I understand you don't take a knee on the one yard line because of the fear of the safety. I'm fine with that. It's not to me. It's not the knee. It's why is Bo in there for that play? And now it looks like he suffered some sort of ankle or leg injury that will probably keep him out for multiple weeks again. You just got him back, yes, and I'm sure we'll get into it. He did not play that well tonight. Five interceptions is unimaginably bad. But this is this to me. You you know we've been doing the show long enough. I do not call for people to be fired. This, to me, is a fireable offense. You just took your quarterback, who you gave in the offseason, over a million and a half dollars for three years, and may have just got his leg broke on a completely inconsequential play in a game where you, quite frankly, did not deserve to win because you turn over the ball five times, and yet you somehow escape with a victory. And at the, we can't even enjoy it. We can't even enjoy it. And I know there's going to be people out there saying, well, Taylor Powell and Matthew Schultz played better anyway. That's fine. You can think that. You can say Bo threw five picks and didn't look good tonight. Also true. You can not do this. This is, this is borderline, this is malfeasance. I, like, I just do not, I'm, I'm like, I'm at a loss for words. It just, this is the stupid. You know, I came on last week and I talked about how stupid this coaching staff was. They've outdone themselves with their stupidity. This is the dumbest thing I've seen any coaching staff do. And quite frankly, if if the front off, like if Bob Young or Scott Mitchell came down tomorrow and said everyone was fired, I wouldn't blame them.
0: No, I, I'm with you, man. Like just overall, just not a very good performance, especially offensively. And then that boneheaded decision at the end where the game is all wrapped up. There's no there's no need for him to be in there. Nope. I, I, yeah especially after coming off I know it's not going to be a related injury but he was just off for 4 weeks uh he's he's the he's the starting quarterback you need him in the game and like you said I know obviously not a very good f- performance from him but we're going to need him if we want to contend and and it didn't look good at the end there I mean he had to be carried off the field so it looks like some kind of ankle injury I I, I don't want to presume but yeah, just uh, a dumb, dumb decision by this coaching staff.
1: And we won't know what it is because they'll say lower body injury and then they'll put him on the sixth yeah. game, but they'll never tell us what it is. And we'll all hound him for answers at press conferences. And he'll be, we don't, I don't talk about player injuries and all that other sort of nonsense. He's hurt because you got him hurt. Like it's your fault that this happened. You put, you you add, add to that the, the stupidity And this all happens because Kenneth George, who otherwise had a fairly good game tonight, takes a dumb penalty for John Jackson with the Red Blacks bench. That pushes them back. So you have to run that. Just the whole last 30 seconds, everything after Casey Sales knocks down the pass to seal the game, everything after that was just completely moronic. And we're sitting here. This team is now three and four. They've won the season series against Ottawa. They are in second place as of now. We'll know if they stay in that position after Montreal plays Calgary on Sunday. And yet we can't even enjoy it because of how it ended. Just, I, what do you, where do you want to go next?
0: I guess we'll get into the game rundown. Uh, the first quarter, the tight got started off with two first downs before the rain delay, which lasted, I'm not sure how long, probably around 45 to minutes to an hour after the rain delay, Bo throws an interception on a bad overthrow. One of, uh, one of many tonight, Josh.
1: Yeah, and it was a couple of them were he's trying to squeeze balls into tight windows. And I know that there's probably some people out there laughing at that because it's a funny saying to say. <laughs> and we're going and I promise we're gonna try to have some fun with this, even though this game ends in the fucking stupidest possible manner. But that was a bad Duke was wide open. If he hits him, Duke he hits Duke in stride there. Maybe he doesn't scorch down, but he probably gets him to at least field goal range. Points Came off the board on that throw. It was a bad throw by Bo.
0: Ottawa gets a field goal after the turnover. It's 3-0 Ottawa. A nice drive put together by the Cats, which included a big gain on a pass to Tim White, a nice screenplay to James Butler, and another big gain from White. And then Bo connects with Duke Williams in the end zone for the touchdown legio misses the extra point it's six to three tie cats bo goes five for five for 70 yards on that tight on that touchdown drive
1: how can legio be so bad at extra points but perfect on field goals it makes no sense it. to me it really doesn't make any sense to me but it was a it was a good drive it was nice to see him bounce back from the interception bow that is throwing to duke in the end zone love it don't love the red end zone fades hate end zone fade you do not have Prime Randy Moss back there, who can just go up and get it. It's Duke Williams. He's 6'2". He's over two hundred pounds. Throw it in the middle of the end zone. Let him just go up and get it. Don't be throwing these fades because it was a contested catch. Like mm-hmm. Duke made a nice catch to come down with that. That difficult in the end zone, but you can't complain too much. They found the end zone for the first time in the first quarter. It was nice to see. Uh,
0: tight cats force a two and out. Uh, McAllister with a nice return to the tight cats forty four yard line. But they only get one first down, then punt. But Flint with a nice punt, uh pins them at the nine yard line. Hamilton doing a good job against Crum. Ottawa goes two and out again and punts, and it's uh it's the end of the first quarter. Uh just to touch on that a little bit. I thought the defense did a great job tonight containing crumb.
1: Oh, on the whole, they were they were phenomenal. They yeah. were absolutely phenomenal and keep they beat the piss out of that poor boy. Yep. Like they he did. was getting every time he took off to run, he got smacked hard there was a laceration a couple lacerations on his hands i thought jimmy thurman as a spy was phenomenal uh I, I simone even made a couple of nice plays hemming him in which i was actually surprised to see because he has lost a step i i think it's safe to say but uh no i thought they did a really good job they didn't really let him beat him with his legs until a little late in the game they, they gave up a couple of runs to him but uh for the most part i thought they they hemmed him in Fairly, fairly well, and uh, tip of the cap to Mark Washington on a game plan that I didn't mm-hmm. think he was capable of at this uh, at this level anymore because we've seen so many times where teams are just able to do whatever they like against our defense, but uh, they put in a game plan and, and it worked. I liked it.
0: Uh, Ticats have the ball at midfield to start the second, but they go two and out and punt. Uh, Simone lightly guides Crum out of bounds, but one of the linemen on Ottawa takes exception and body checks Lawrence, no call. I was shocked by that. No call.
1: Well, I wouldn't say I'm shocked because it's Simone. So he's not going to get that call. I don't think refs are going to give him that call anymore, unfortunately, but it was and uh, who was it? Uh, it was, Oh, Chris Edwards, Chris Edwards does the same boneheaded thing way later in the game. And that does get a flag. So there's no consistency there, which bothers me more. But the people out there that are saying that uh, Simone took a cheap shot, the tackle started in bounds, he pushed him out of bounds. It just looked bad because they both he runs into the the light board on on the sideline yeah. there. That wasn't a dirty hit. That wasn't anything like that. So anyone saying that is an idiot. But yeah, I'm. It's CFL referees, man. N- nothing surprises me when it comes to. I don't know how you like it, it was a it was a deliberate attempt to not throw the flag because it happened right in front of the ref and yeah. they just they didn't care.
0: Uh, Hamilton's defense get a sack, forced Ottawa to punt. Both teams exchange punts throughout the second. Titans have a nice drive, but stalls out at the seventeen yard line after taking a time count violation. They get three with fifty two seconds left in the house, nine three cats. Yeah, uh, and that was
1: kind of, that was kind of the story of the first half. Though, like I thought, Hamilton massively outplayed Ottawa mm-hmm. in the first half, and then. I'm sure you'll get to it in a second, but to only go into the locker room up three was kind of a win for the Red Blacks. But uh, I mean, ultimately, it didn't matter in the end. But it was one of those things where going into halftime, I was like, if you're, if you're in the Red Blacks right now, or you're a Red Blacks fan, you got to actually be pretty happy with where they are, considering I thought that they were. I mean, both. I think both throws a second. Uh, yeah, I, do, I believe he throws a second interception before the half. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two reasons that Ottawa was still in the game, but it kept them in the game. Hamilton's offense couldn't really do a whole lot more. So, you had to feel good going into the locker room if you were a red-black supporter.
0: Yeah, uh, Kearney is having a half, getting to the quarterback on back-to-back plays, back-to-back sacks for Kearney. Yeah, I thought
1: he was really good tonight. I thought this was yep. kind of his, like, um, sort of his coming out party in, in a way. Yes, those two sacks, I thought he was great against the run. I know Ottawa didn't run a ton in this one, uh, but they did have some success in there. But but I thought he was, uh, I thought Kearney was probably. And actually, I think the defensive line as a whole, and maybe we'll get into that a little bit later, but the defensive line as a whole is actually really good in this. World. I think Trey Crawford had a couple sacks. Casey Sales obviously makes the big the big block at the end. Ted Laurent, I think, has continued his renaissance season. I thought he was fantastic today, clogging up the middle with Sales. So, yeah, Carney, Carney was was kind of the catalyst for all of it, but I think all the guys that came in on the defensive line tonight were really good.
0: Uh, Bo attempts a deep pass, but gets picked by Ken a. Uh, they they he returns it a long way. They get the ball in the field goal range. They get a three before the half ends. It's nine six tie cats. That was a quick swing. Uh, you thought maybe that the tie cats could add to their lead, but they they end up taking away from their lead.
1: Yeah, and I feel like on some of those long passes that we saw tonight, we saw another one where Terry Godwin would have walked into the end zone, but Brandon Dandridge was able to stay with him. Feels like Bo doesn't have the touch or the strength on his passes anymore that he used to have. And I think that that I, a lot of people already knew that because of the shoulder injuries, but I feel like that pick that you now he kind of baited him into it a little bit, but at the same time, I feel like Bo from 2019 or 2018 probably makes that throw and it's a touchdown. You know what I mean? So I think you just kind of saw his age a little bit tonight.
0: Uh, start the third, third quarter, George junior gets a pick on the first drive but the Thai cats don't take advantage of it. They go two and out again.
1: No, but this is why you do not give up on young players because they have a rough first game. He was not good against Winnipeg in week one, but since then Kenneth Dredd Jr. has been fairly solid. I'm not going to say he's been an all-star. I'm not going to say he's, he's going to win most outstanding defensive player or anything ridiculous like that, but he's been allowed to make mistakes. He's grown into the role and now he's a perfectly suitable perfectly playable defensive back after a third of the season and and everyone who wanted him off the team and out of the league after a rough first game against a really good winnipeg offense looks like a goddamn idiot now and i'm kind of glad they do this is why they they thought he was good they played him you know you're going to struggle with rookies in the lineup but you let them play you let them play through mistakes and then you see stuff like this that's not a play he was making six weeks ago because he doesn't know the game as well now that he's played a bunch of games, he. He can tell what a quarterback wants to do. Makes an excellent read on the ball. Kind of baited him, baited Dustin Crumb into the interception, like Knead did to, to Mitchell. And that's that's that was a oh what a veteran savvy move by Abdul Knead. And then the rookie does the same thing. So he's learning as he goes. Then this is why you don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater because he has a rough first outing.
0: Uh, Ottawa kicked a field goes It's nine nine with nineteen with nine eighteen left in the third. Bo throws a bomb to Godwin, and this is one where Bo placed it perfectly on a long, deep pass. Godwin should have caught this one. He would have been in for the touchdown. He caught it at about midfield, but there was no one else back there. It would have been a touchdown.
1: Yeah, it was. A, I don't know if Dan they, they kept saying, Dandridge got a finger on didn't the ball. Like and, it, on, didn't it, it didn't look like look it to me.
0: It didn't look like it
1: to me either. It looked like it hit. It looked like, it looked like maybe the hand up there kind of obscured Godwin's vision. But, I mean, the 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 booth tonight was atrocious. They kept harping on Bo not wearing gloves. They, may, they they were talking late in the game about Chris Edwards was offside when it's very clear that Drew Desirely flinched. And they're like, oh, I don't know if there's a flinch there. And it's like, dude, we have eyes. We can see the same thing you can see. I just feel as if they – and it, it's a Glenn Suter thing more than anything, but I, I'm not a big Marshall Ferguson guy either. Just, like – Change up what you're talking about. I don't need to hear about the same shit all game. But but also, like, don't lie to your audience. We're not watching on the radio. We can see what we can see. And I don't know. They just keep trying to reinforce the same, like, this is this is what happened. And it's like, that's not what happened. I don't know what you're seeing there. So it just it just bothered me a lot tonight, maybe more so than most, just because it was those two guys, and I can't stand either of them in the booth. So putting them together just really makes my blood boil.
0: Yeah, not a very good combo at all. Both uh, no. both thro- Bo throws a pick, but Ottawa fumbles. Hamilton Hamilton recovers first down. Tie cats. Well, uh, and go yeah. go
1: with what happens next. Is this was yeah. this was the sequence of the game?
0: Yeah, this was very important. I mean, Bose throws a bubble screen to K. Loxley. He takes it seventy five yards for the touchdown on the last play of the third quarter. It's sixteen to nine for the tie cats.
1: Yeah, and I. Was heavily critical online during the game about stop trying to force the ball to Kai Loxley, and I'm I'm not jumping off that. I don't. He had one play, but he had a number of drops. They, they ran a quarterback power that just didn't work. They're trying to turn him into some sort of offensive weapon, and I just don't think one play. Like, it was a great play, and it won this game for Hamilton because that's the winning margin of that was the like, only the the only other touchdown in the game either team. So it was the winning margin of points, but I, 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 an actual receiver would have caught the passes earlier and could have done what he did. Because if you watch him, he's kind of slowing down at the end there. Like he's, mm-hmm. it's not as if he had endurance to burn. And one of the things that the reason he was so highly sought after by the team and one of the reasons they have him on the roster is they love his athleticism not very athletic when, and granted, I know he ran like 130 yards cross field and upfield to to score that touchdown. So I'm not going to, I couldn't do it, but that's why I'm sitting on my couch talking about it and not on the field doing it. You know what I mean? But I still think it's a mistake to keep him in there. They have a number of American receivers on the practice roster that I think would be better suited for this role. So yes, I'm a little bit negative, even though I probably shouldn't be because it was a great play and it won the Ticats the game, but Overall, I was not impressed by number eighty-nine
0: tonight. No, I'm with you on that. Like, if you have a guy like McAllister that has speed to burn, um, you can use him. I don't. I don't necessarily see why it's uh, so important to get Loxley involved in the game plan. But well, obviously, and, and he, made, you think- he made a good play. You know obviously. But it, uh, other than that, wasn't a great performance by him.
1: No, but don't you think that the? Te- I, I know it's like oh, we could do multiple things. So you can you can add another, I don't know, probably another linebacker is what they added to the roster because he's he can play receiver though not well, and he can play quarterback though not well, and he's listed as the number three quarterback. But wouldn't the team be better with say Omar Bayless as a and as a receiver and Antonio Pipkin as the third string quarterback? Like wouldn't I, I feel as if a receiver who's actually a receiver and a quarterback who's actually a quarterback would make the overall talent level on the team a little bit better. Just, but they they seem hell-bent on, on using Waxley in this kind of dual role. And I don't know, you follow this team long enough, you know, that once they get set in their ways, they kind of do what they do and they don't really make adjustments. This one seems like something that might, at some point this season, kind of bite them in the ass. It almost did tonight because Waxley made a couple of big misses, but he made a nice catch on a second down play and obviously the touchdown. But overall still, not an impressive night in my opinion.
0: So the fourth quarter, the Ottawa's driving. Chris Edwards takes a dumb penalty. Um, Ottawa settles for three after getting inside Hamilton's ten yard line. It's sixteen to twelve tie. Cats with seven thirty left in the fourth quarter. What do you think about Chris Edwards penalty?
1: I mean, it's Chris Edwards doing the things that Chris Edwards does. So, look, I mean, he he didn't have
0: a terrible night, though, right? He played pretty well after that.
1: He did. And he played pretty well before that. But yep. what, the only thing, I, I'm, I'm not a Chris Edwards defender. I will never be a Chris Edwards defender. But what I will say is what he did there was no more or less egregious than what Drew Desirely did to Simone earlier in the game. So based on the standard that the referees had already set, that shouldn't have been a penalty. Based on the standard that is normally set, 100% was a penalty. But I don't know. He's another guy that kind of like Simone. He kind of has a, a bullseye on his back when it comes to the officials because he's been known to do stupid things. So guys like that got to be a little extra careful. And he went a little overboard. But, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Just no. bad timing, stupid thing to do. And he's got to be smarter than that.
0: Well, throws a deep ball to Tim White, but it's intercepted. We get a big return from McAllister to midfield with 436 left in the fourth. Both throws another pick. Um, I'm I feel like that one wasn't necessarily his fault, it hit Tim Waite right in the chest, and kind of the defender came in at the right time, bounced it out, and um, another defender caught the ball on the bounce. So, um, obviously, most of the picks were, were Bo's fault tonight, but I felt like that one necessarily wasn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, he threw it into a tight window, but you expect your number one star, highest paid receiver to make that catch. So, no, I'm not gonna throw that. It counts as, as a bow pick. It was his fifth of the game, his ninth of the year. It counts in the ledger, but, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. I, I That, to me, is more like 90-10. Maybe Bo doesn't, doesn't throw it in that tight a window, but it hits Tim White in the chest, in the hands. He should come down with it. So it's more that's way more on Tim White than it is on Bo.
0: A big sack from castantonis on a safety blitz, which forces Ottawa to punt. Uh, Tigers have the ball with 229 left on the clock. Big play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a huge play, but here's where the problem was. They could not run the ball to save their lives tonight. No. Like, I was not expecting. I was expecting James Butler to have a, a decent ish game, a pretty big game, and he was completely hemmed in. It was, uh, it's not what you want to see. Maybe Ottawa's rush defense is is, but I thought their rush defense was only looked so good because their pass defense was terrible. And I mean, Bo put up like what, close to 400 yards tonight. Maybe, maybe more than that. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I thought uh, I thought Butler would be able to make some room in in the run game, make some hay there. But late in the game, thinking, okay, they're going to try to run the ball here, and it has been successful. And I think they went what three yards on first down, and then were forced to throw on second down and it's just when, when you can't consistently run the football, it uh, it makes life harder for you in close games at the end of games.
0: Yeah, Hamilton goes two and out. Ottawa gets the ball back with 149 left. Ottawa gets uh, 36 yards on a running back screen pass. They drive inside the five-yard great, great, line.
1: Great play call there, though. Like That it was, was a great play because I'll admit that. The, Mark Washington does not bring pressure a lot. But, no, but what he is known to do is bring it in key late-game situations. And I think this is where Kahari Jones being on staff last year kind of helped him because he's like, Washington's likely to bring a blitz, which he did, brought both edge linebackers in, which means the screen pass is going to be there. It was uh, it was a very astute play call by, by Mr. Jones.
0: Ottawa drives inside the five-yard line, but Casey Sales knocked down the ball, the pass on third down. It's Hamilton's ball. Ticats win sixteen to twelve and we we talked about the We've talked he- about the end and off. Yeah, the bone bone henry that uh, went on after that. All right. Well let's get into some individ- individual performances and group performances tonight. What did you think of Bo? Obviously not great.
1: Yeah, no, definitely not good Two touchdown passes, five interceptions close to 400 yards. Like there was good. There was bad. Mm -hmm. And then there was the terrible at the very end, which isn't his fault, but it is what it is. Yeah. He, he wasn't great. I don't know what he's seeing on some of those throws. I don't, maybe he just can't make them, but they won the game and that's all. Everyone was like, Oh, we got another win. And then, yeah, he, he wasn't good. He wasn't good tonight.
0: There was uh, some decent receiver performances though. Uh, Duke Williams was was good. Godwin was pretty good. I I feel like Godwin has been stepping up the yeah. last couple of games. Obviously, he had that tough drop on that deep ball, but other than that, I thought he's been he, he was pretty good in this one.
1: I think he's been their best receiver the last couple of weeks. Um, uh, uh, maybe Duke. Uh, Duke's been pretty good too. But Terry Godwin starting to flash that potential that. You know he's got the pedigree. He went to the University of Georgia. That's a big time school in, in the states in the SEC. So he's starting to kind of show that he can make plays. If he would have come down with that touchdown catch, that would have been. I mean, that would have ended the game. Quite frankly, at that point. But it was. Uh, you can see that the the wheels are starting to turn with him as now he's because he only played I think two games last year. So it's not as if he has a ton of um a ton of experience. So. I think we think more highly of him than he's actually produced. You know what I mean? So we think of the big college pedigree. So we think he should come in here and dominate early, but longtime observers of the CFL know that that's not the case, but I think as the weeks go by, he's starting to get more and more involved in the offense and making that two headed monster. That was Tim White and Duke Williams. Although Tim White's fallen off a little in, in, in recent weeks, although to be fair, that's what he did last year and then turned it on around half midway through the season, kind of turning that, that two headed monster into a hydra with the three heads. So, if they can get all three of those guys going at once, this could be a pretty deadly offense.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, it seemed like they were targeting Tim White early on a lot. It kind of faded uh, near the end of the game. But um, I think Kay Loxley ended up leading the team with 91 yards. Um no, makes sense. He had 75-yard
1: touchdown catch.
0: Yeah. yeah, so that definitely helped. Uh, what else we got here? Yeah. Duke Williams was second with 71 yards and then no Duke Williams at 54 yards. Terry Godwin had 71 yards and then Tim white at 46 yards. So the ball was spread around tonight. I mean, McAllister get got in on it as well. James Butler, Keandre Smith had a catch. Yeah. The, the, the receivers got in on that tonight, but the running game, uh, six carries for 12 yards for James Butler. Not very yeah, good. Yeah,
1: No. And, I think part of that was they just decided to throw the ball yeah. the rest of the night. And it was Ottawa's defense was hemming him in and the offensive line, we so it last week against Toronto was not giving him any holes to run through. So you know what I mean? Like what else can you, you can't do it. You can't make plays in the run game. If the offensive line isn't making the room for you and the plays aren't working. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think it's less on Butler and, and more on the old line as to why the run game didn't work tonight.
0: So we'll get into the O-line now then. Uh, obviously, you didn't think they had a great game with the run blocking, but how did you feel about the pass protection?
1: I thought it was really good. Me too. I think Bo was only sacked once. He had to move off the spot a couple of times. But I thought for the most part, especially early when they were hitting those, those crossers across the middle, that they were giving him enough time to, to see his reads and make his throws. So I, I thought in the pass game, they, they were really, really good. You're the O-line expert. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I thought they were excellent tonight. A big improvement from from last week, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I want to see how many sacks. Uh, yeah, they only gave up one sack. Obviously, the run game wasn't great, but I don't think it was really in the game plan. They only handed off the ball to Butler six times, so um, you can't really judge them too much when they don't get that repetition in the run game because that's something you have to you know build up throughout the game, right? So uh, pass protection I thought was good. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll see it going forward. Obviously, we won't know if Bo's back there or not, so we won't know if uh, we'll have more of a pocket passer or more of a Matthew Schultz type player. But uh, definitely an improvement from last week. Uh, the D line. What do you think of the D line? They had a pretty good night tonight, no?
1: A plus, best best game they've had this season, without a, yeah. without question.
0: And the defense as a whole, pretty pretty darn good. I mean, uh, Crom this you know, new sensation in the CFL. He's running all all over the place in the games against Winnipeg and Calgary. I thought they hemmed him in very nice, very nicely tonight. His passing wasn't great. His rushing the ball wasn't great. Uh, Really slowed him down a lot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I thought that they, the game plan against him was Mm -hmm. really good tonight. I don't recall him really ever hitting, aside from the screen pass, there were no like big shots downfield that, that really worked. Um, they once again thwarted the late comeback, just like they did when he came in for Mazzoli in Hamilton a few weeks back. Uh, and they didn't allow a touchdown tonight. It was for Lewis Ward field goals. So, I mean, hard to, uh, hard to really put a, any sort of demerit on the defense tonight. They don't give up big plays. They don't give up touchdowns. If that happens every week, they're going to win football games no matter how bad. I mean, the offense turned the ball over five times today and they still won this game that's a yep. testament to the defense
0: and you thought i i mean i thought at the end they were going to they were going to crumble you know For Ottawa sure. would get the touchdown and they'd win the game but but they uh, credit to them they 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 bent but they didn't break you know Ottawa got inside the 5 yard line and they didn't give up the touchdown so uh i know last or this week on Wee Wee i was a little bit harsh on mark washington but and rightfully so but this week i thought he had a great game plan
1: this week he did, but one week does not make up for the numerous weeks where he didn't have those game plans. Let's see what he does. Much like we talk about on, on some of our bonus shows on Patreon, you're only as good as your next week. So I thought he had a great game plan for this one. They're going to be facing a mobile quarterback with a pretty suspect offensive line next week when the Alouettes come to Hamilton. I don't know if the exact game plan obviously won't work, but the last time Fajardo was here, he ripped him apart. And Cody's had some pretty good games against Hamilton. So it'll be interesting to see if they can use some of what worked tonight, use that against Montreal and maybe get to 500, regardless of who's back behind center. But no, for tonight, if we're just focusing on tonight, a plus effort by the defense, a plus game plan from Mark Washington.
0: And the specials had a pretty darn good night tonight awesome. as well. What did you think? What'd you think of them?
1: The, this, the coverage units on punts, The I think Bailey Flint right now is the best punter in the CFL. And I think Hamilton's punt coverage units are by far the best in the CFL. They gave Brandon Dandridge nothing in the return game. And then Tyreek McAllister busted a couple for himself. Could have had a touchdown. Had, uh, I think it was Onyeka who got the shoestring tackle to, to save the score. But no, special teams I thought were fantastic. Didn't need to pull at any of the... Any of the funky stuff tonight, it was just our guys against your guys, and Hamilton's guys were were way better tonight than Ottawa's.
0: All right, that does it for the game, unless there's anything else you want to touch on, my friend.
1: No, we ranted about Bo saying that's really the only thing that most people are going to care about coming out of this one. But, uh, no, we got got some uh, Twitter comments. I'm sure they're all also equally angry about what happened at the end of the game.
0: I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. Uh, let's get into this. Kevin at KSJ sports. The coaching staff should be effing embarrassed by what they did to the end at the end of the game. That's absolutely effing atrocious decision-making. You have a brittle QB coming back off injury and you try running a short yardage, keep play with him. Absolutely. Effing joke. Bo Levi Mitchell back to the IR.
1: If, uh, If you haven't already, or if you have join us on Patreon, Mike does a show every Monday and uh, he's got a bozo of the week and I have a feeling we already know who's going to be one of those bozos. So if you uh, haven't joined us, join us over on Patreon to hear Mike probably go into a pretty expletive filled rant about what happened at the end of the game. Maybe even talk what I did at the top of the show today, but uh, yeah, spot on with the assessment there. Just, 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 uh, I don't even know what to say anymore. Stupid doesn't doesn't seem harsh enough for what happened there.
0: it doesn't. At Moose, 92-92. Defense was much improved. Hate to literally add insult to injury, but not sure this is the performance people expected to get from Bo when he signed. Seems to be a trend.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, he's not been good. I mean, you can throw for a bunch of yards, but they won the game. And now I think we're going to be without him for quite some time. So it's not even going to matter what he looked like tonight.
0: Uh, from Jordan. Defense was incredible. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. Uh, from Jack Zapora, This team sucks even when they win. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I don't think, I,
1: I think that's, I mean, that's typical Thai cat fan negativity. And don't get me wrong. You and I have been kind of negative tonight, but it's all stemming from a few incidents. I don't think they sucked tonight. I think that they showed that them and Ottawa are about even, which makes sense because they're both three and four. And I think we, we know where they are in the pecking order of this league right now. They're in that, what I like to call that gooey mushy middle where you have Hamilton, Ottawa, Montreal, Saskatchewan, and they're just not in the upper echelon with the Argo lions and, and, uh, Blue bombers and they're not in the basement with the elks. Like there's just that that cluster there, which is which is kind of where they reside. The stamps From, are in there too, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can throw them in there as well. From X Steel X Rain twenty seven X. That's well, a lot of Bo- X's. Yeah, Steel Rain. I, I kind of like it. I'm kind of digging it. Well, Bow was better, but then threw away too many interceptions, nine for the season, and he's only been in three games. Then he got hurt when we should have just been kneeling, d was good, but got too comfortable at the end. stupid penalties, but somehow he won falling upwards,
1: yeah, yeah, failing upwards is probably a pretty good descriptor of this game because I think by the end of the year you'll you'll find i think they they what they they had two takeaways and committed five turnovers, so I think it was a minus three uh maybe with maybe it's a minus two because maybe added that uh, turnover on downs on the last series there. But even so, I think minus two, minus three turnover differential. Probably by the end of the year, this will be one of maybe five games this year where a team turns the ball over five times or loses the turnover battle by multiple turnovers that actually win the game. So, yeah, failing upwards is kind of a good play, a good way to describe this victory.
0: From Cat Steve Yes, got the win. Great. Coaching issues, slow start, boneheaded plays, still far too prevalent for this team to go anywhere. I hope this somehow gets fixed and I'm wrong. Uh,
1: I don't don't know if the stupidity of the coaching staff can get fixed. That seems to be something that's going to be sticking around until these coaches are here.
0: It seems to be getting worse week by week, which is interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, not good. Not, not a good, not a good
0: sign. From Dieter 87, sloppy game on both sides of the ball. Why on earth is Bowen at the end of the game? That's on coach O. Looks like Powell will be at the helm versus Montreal next week. The nightmare continues for the Cats, sadly.
1: Well, I don't know if it's a nightmare that Powell gets. I was actually really excited to see him get a second bite of the apple this week. So when Bo came back, I wouldn't say I was disappointed because you always want to see your franchise quarterback come back and play. But I was I was kind of excited to see Powell get a second a second start because I thought he looked pretty good in his first one, all things considered. So I don't know, maybe. Again, he'll get he'll get start number two against Montreal. There won't there's still not a lot of film on him. Maybe the Owls it, it could it could be to the benefit of the team in the short term if uh, if he goes out there and and gets a chance to play and shows continues to show I should say that he's a player worth developing going forward.
0: Is Schultz on the sixth game?
1: Yeah, Schultz on the sixth okay. game. He was at practice this week without crutches. After I think he was on crutches on Monday, and then he was had no wrap on his leg and wasn't on crutches on Tuesday and Wednesday. So perhaps he's the six game thing was maybe a precaution more than anything Mm -hmm. else. But I still think it's, they'll, again, I think if Taylor Powell looked terrible and they could get Schultz back early, they would, but I don't think Taylor Powell looked terrible against Toronto. So I think they they might be comfortable rolling with him for a couple more games. Cause I, I genuinely don't know about Bo's injury. And quite frankly, it would not surprise me if he's done for the year. Some people are speculating broken leg. I don't know if it's that, but it's definitely a leg injury. It's definitely a lower leg injury as well. Mm. So it could be the Taylor Powell, Matthew Schilt show for the rest of the year.
0: From Wolfie34, this coaching staff and management needs to be fired. Every member of this team should be ashamed.
1: I don't know if I'd say every member of the team should be ashamed. That seems no, a bit. I, harsh. I feel like
0: the defense and the special teams played really well in this one, so I would not agree with that one. Yeah, and and I thought the, receiver, you
1: know, the receivers were good. Yeah, like, yeah. Yep. And it, at times, a,
0: at times uh, to be fair, Bo looked good. Yeah. Like, at times. Yep. Yep.
1: That, that so. The the touchdown drive, uh, the first touchdown drive of the game, he looked good. When they were able to hit those crossing routes in the middle of the field, like, he was picking them apart there. And then Ottawa, obviously, at halftime, because they, they completely took those away in the second half. So Ottawa clearly learned from something or adjusted to what they were doing. But, yeah, at times, he, he looked fine. He... The thing with Bo was for who he is, what you're paying him, he wasn't good enough, but he still wasn't. It's not like this was from minute one to minute 60, just an abjectly horrible performance. He had some bad plays, but he also had some good. It's a very difficult game from him to judge. You know what I mean? Like, I don't if we you, if you were like grading players, I don't know what a fair grade would be because, like you said, there were times when he looked great and then times when he looked terrible. I guess that's the very definition of like a C minus game, I
0: guess. From Adam Consoli was happy with the play calling for once. Bolivie Mitchell interceptions hurt us, but not all were terrible passes, but he's too inconsistent. Why had yes. him in on the last play? Makes no sense. Every other QB sneak, they would have run it would be the backup quarterback jury's still out on this team.
1: That's a good point. Anytime you do a QB sneak at any other point in the game, would it yeah. be bow in there?
0: No, never,
1: no, never, no. but he's not running. He's not running first and goal from the one. He's not running third and one from midfield. Like it would never be him. So why he's in there, it doesn't make any sense. One more thing though. I've, I've been waiting for, and I'm sure they're out there. I, maybe you just haven't seen them or they haven't seen them yet for people to blame Tommy Condell for the interceptions. Like, that's what I was – waiting. like, when those picks started happening, I was like, I'm waiting for someone to be like, why is Condell calling these plays if Bo can't make these throws? Like, it's Condell's fault that Bo's throwing picks. I hadn't seen it yet. Hopefully, I don't see it because I think that's – you're deranged. You're demented if, if that's the case. But I'm sure it's coming at some point.
0: I haven't seen it in any of these comments. And usually okay,
1: I was say, it would be really funny. If the next comment was right. Why is Tommy Cundell home <laughs> plays? We're both throwing so many picks?
0: No, no, I don't think we, I don't think it's in here. So if it were to be anywhere, it would be in these mentions for these after game tweets with, that we put out. So, um, so
1: here's here. Here's hold on. The, the, t- the offense scores 16 points, not a mention of the offensive coordinator. The offense wins a game scoring 21 points, plays a decent-ish game with a third-string quarterback. I saw Condell getting ripped when they beat Edmonton, and they scored nearly 40. And it's like, mm-hmm. so the game they scored 16, he's off the hook. It's just, Tycat fans are weird, man.
0: They're fanatical. From Claudio, why, coach, why? Uh, from Habcat, is there any function going on in Steinhauer's head?
1: That's harsh, but probably fair.
0: He ran out on the field there pretty quick when Bo went down. I just can't imagine what's going through his head. Like He is already under a lot of pressure, and he at times doesn't handle it well when the media asks him tough questions. So I would be surprised if um, he gets a little snippy after this one well,
1: he's got a lot to answer for in this one though. Like that's a pretty yeah. stupid decision, which ultimately falls on, on his shoulders. Like you can say they called, they called the QB sneak. He's the one that can be like, okay, that's what we're doing here. Well, 19 you're off zero. Get your ass out there. You know what I mean? So I I will be curious to see how he's, how his feet are held to the fire for this one.
0: Uh-huh. From the big cat. Can Steinhauer just be fired now in capital letters now Um from Jared Breyer. Why in the ever loving F was he out for the plunge? Even when we win, we fu- F it up. D played incredibly well. Nice to send Ottawa back down to earth.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, this is going to be the talk of the next Well, the next few days, at least in Ticat, like probably until we start to prep for Montreal next week and we know who's going to start, this is all anyone's going to want to talk about. Rightly so.
0: Uh, From our pal Tiger Sammy, Bailey Flint and the special teams coverage team were exceptional all night. Happy to see the D line getting some pressure on the quarterback. It's been a long time coming. Can I nominate coach O for Bozo of the week? Why the F was Bo in the final drive. Put in pal and take a knee. Someone listens.
1: They know what's up.
0: Yep. From David Tucker. Offense had good second down conversion. D had stops. Two cr- D has stopped two crumbbacks now. Gotta appreciate that they can dig deep and stop short yardage when it matters. Also, Edwards is still a bonehead. Didn't cost us a TD on his penalty, but could have been terrible timing for us.
1: Yeah, all true. I had forgotten that that's something that might get lost in all of this is that sec- their second-down conversion rate tonight. I'm curious to see the numbers when I get the uh, stats sent to me. At one point, they were like six for seven or something like that on second downs. Like, they were really, really good on second downs, and they were yeah. picking up second and longs as well. So I feel like they were probably – this was easily probably their best game, picking up – second down, second down conversion, because I thought they were phenomenal. And I think that that's a story that might get lost in what will eventually become like the end of this game. Like that's going to dominate everything. And I think some of the, the minor nuance things that happened throughout are going to get lost. And I think that's going to be one of them. They were really good on second down tonight.
0: From Wally Walker, we had the win. We had to kill the clock. Our Grey Cup aspirations might be over. Who decided to send Bo out there?
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with that entirely. However, what I'll say is this. Think back to 2019. Jeremiah Mazzoli crumbles to the ground, and we're all going, Jesus Christ, it's the Zach Caleros incident all over again. Now, this team's not as good as that team in 2019, but we're sitting there going, "The season, I think they were 5-1 and one at that point. We're thinking the season's over. This thing's going to pot. and Little known, unknown Dane Evans comes in and guides this team to a Grey Cup berth. So, yes, I understand. It's people are very angry right now, myself included. If uh, once the show gets posted onto our podcast feed, you can go. If you missed the beginning, you can go back and listen to the beginning where I dropped probably more f bombs at the beginning of the show than I've dropped in the eight seasons, nine seasons that we've done the the podcast itself. Um, but. Could Taylor Powell be the next Dane Evans? Don't know. If he gets a chance to play, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But he's an unknown commodity right now. So I don't know if the great – I mean, the great cup aspirations felt like they were blown up as soon as Toronto decided they're just going to run roughshod over everybody. But you never know what a guy who has no experience can do. We saw Dustin Crum play great the first couple of games, came back down to earth. Now we're going to see what he can do, kind of bouncing back from – from what was the first game where he's not now being carried off on his shoulders with a crown on his head. Maybe Taylor Powell gets in there and shows that he can be a guy here. Maybe he can do what Dane Evans did in 2019. I'm not ready to give up quite yet. I mean, they're in second place in the division right now and who knows where the season might go it, to me. Cause aside from Toronto in the East, there's no dominant team. So this team could very easily finish your favorite record, nine and nine sneak in as the two seed. And if you get into the tournament, that's all that matters. You never know what can happen next.
0: From Adam Stalker. Bo kept Ottawa in this game. This game should have been a blowout. The defense was excellent, but needs to clean up the tackling and penalties. Special teams were excellent. Wide receivers got a lot of separation. O-line had good pass protection, but struggled to get any push in the run game. Jeez, it
1: sounds like he just recapped our, what we've been doing now for yeah. 45 minutes. In yeah. about yeah. 70 words.
0: Yep. Always a, a good analysis by Adam. Uh, from Ari Cates or Ari Katz, uh, defense won the game, both throwing numerous times into double and triple coverage. Never should have been out there with 13 seconds left to play. Offense has not impressed or not improved from last year. And sorry, but looks worse. Uh, Gamble taken on Bo has misfired. Time to develop Powell.
1: Yeah, well, that that's true. Like right now, the Bo trade looks like it was a pretty bad one, but I mean, he's, he's still got two more years on his contract after this one. So we'll have to see where it goes from here.
0: From Chris, a uh, nice win that got tainted at the end. Inexcusable to have Bo in at that moment. Let's hope it's nothing too serious. D played great. Bo has to get, has to figure out the turnovers, but it was a nice to see him get the offense moving. At least we needed this one. So I'm happy we got it done.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think people, again, because of what happened at the end, we're going to forget some things here. This was a big win simply because now they have clinched the season series over the Red Blacks, meaning if these two teams finish the end of the year with the same record, Hamilton will jump them in the standings. So this was a much bigger win than you would normally think from a game that gets them to three and four that happens this early in the season. But winning that season series, that could pay dividends later in the year when they're fighting for playoff positioning.
0: Yes, absolutely. And we have two more and then we'll get out of here Uh, from our buddy, Jim Martin, whoever put Bowen at the end deserves a special level of Bozo award this week. Absolutely. No reason for him to be in there. Crumb had more sacks than first downs. So hats off to the D line, but way too many mistakes by Bo specials and McAllister were impressive again.
1: Yeah. I'm Jim's pretty astute with his observations and also just summed up what we've been doing now for 45 minutes in about 80 words. so not much more you can add to that.:
0: And our last one is from Corey Allen. that TSN panel during the delay, the bow bashing. Talk about shitting on your own product. Got the win. Bow played decent and terrible for one drive to the other. Why put Bo in at the end? Jesus.:
1: Was there bow ba- So here's the thing. I'm going to out myself here. I haven't watched the panel for probably oh, th- at least three seasons now. Uh, I don't watch pregame stuff. I don't watch halftime stuff. And because unlike Mike, I'm cultured and watch soccer. There was a Forge game this evening as well. So I was watching a Forge game as that whole thing was in the delay. So I heard none of what they said. Instead, said I was enjoying watching Forge win 2-0 over Vancouver FC. So. I'm sure you were paying attention to, I know you hate the panel just as much as I do. What yeah. was it? Was it, was it a incredibly bad as, as Corey uh, suggests?
0: They, they weren't talking positively about him. I mean, they were just saying like, maybe this is who he is now, you know, like he, he hasn't been great over the last couple of years. And I, I to be honest with you guys, like I've said the same thing, like anyone would <laughs> yeah, notice. I was going to say,
1: like you've been, you've been saying the same thing for three years now.
0: So I can't really uh, bash them too hard because I mean, anyone would notice that his play has fallen off over the years. So um, I didn't think it was that bad. Maybe they went on a little too long with it, but um, I don't think he was out of line or anything like that to be honest. Okay.
1: All right. All right. Well, I mean, because I did see some comments uh, uh, similar to Corey's as the delay was going on online. Because I, I kept my – like, I had I had the soccer on the TV. I was watching the Cats on the iPad, and then I was going to flip over once the game started. And then it went into delay, like what? What was it? Like two minutes into the game, and mm-hmm. that's why I just kept looking at my phone, waiting for uh, like updates on when the game was going to come back. Uh, but I did see some comments in the in the in that sort of span of a lot of people being like, "It's just the Bo Bash fest," and I was like, oh, "I kind of do wonder what they're saying," but it makes it sound like it was just your comments, <laughs> like you've been saying since they won the cup in twenty eighteen. So uh, I guess I guess it, it'd be kind of hypocritical for you to. Uh, take too many shots the panel for at least for those comments there
0: yeah i mean he hasn't looked good this year i mean he's got nine
1: interceptions and he's played like a little more than 11 quarters of football like he's thrown almost a pick a quarter like that's that's like i don't even know if there's a word in the english language to describe how bad that actually is
0: so that's been another edition of We're Live, Pal. Uh, thanks to everybody who tuned in live. This will be available later in the week on our podcast feed. Be sure to check out our Patreon page, Patreon uh, slash Wee, Wee. We have a lot of good stuff up there. Josh is at practice uh, most days. He puts up a show every every maybe two or three weeks. I have my weekly show. We have a betting show. So check that out if you get a chance. Uh, I've been Mike Graham. Eat them raw.
1: Eat them raw.